Let me introduce myself. I'm Joe Grizzly, bitch. This is me, Joe Grizzly. And before we get on to the episode, I just want to address some issues and kind of give you a state of the podcast address here. <laughs> um, so we had a little issue with episode two dropping. Uh, everyone who listened to it, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Um, you are what keeps me going and doing this stuff. <laughs> I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do this if nobody wants to listen. And there's still some of you out there that wants to listen. So for y'all, I thank you. Um, Part of the reason why I'm talking about this is because for a long time there, episode two was not available anywhere else but Spotify. That is not how that was supposed to happen. So, long story short, if I use any kind of copyrighted music, it is not going to go to any other platform but Spotify. That's just how it works. Uh, Spotify has some kind of deal with these bands or these music groups or composers or whatnot where they they pay for the royalties or something or another so i don't have to deal with it um the other platforms do not however so anything that is going to have copyrighted music in it will be now a bonus episode on spotify for instance i plan to do the history of heavy music or the history of heavy metal or i plan to do band spotlights and stuff all of those episodes will be bonus episodes that will be offered to spotify premium users um all I can really say, guys, is that Spotify is free. It's just like Apple Podcasts. You just have to download it. Um, the version that has all the commercials cut out, you don't have to worry about skips and stuff. That version is nine ninety nine a month. Um, I'm not encouraging you to go out there and spend your money if you don't want to. That's fine. Just know that any episode that I do that's going to have anything to do with music that is copyrighted will only be on Spotify in the future. So now that's out of the way. Um, I apologize for episode two taking so long to get out because it's supposed to be released two weeks prior to when it finally hit all other platforms. So, and that really slowed down the momentum of the video and it didn't get as many listens as I would like because I worked really hard on that video. So pretty disappointed with that, but thank you to all who listened and I hope you enjoy this episode. I'm going to try something new uh, onto the episode. What up, this is Mean Joe Grizzly, and welcome to the Mean Joe Grizzly Podcast. And today, I'm going to do something different. I'm going to give you some movie reviews. I'm going to do three movie reviews today, and I'm going to call this Brews and Reviews. I'm going to do Mortal Kombat, Army of the Dead, and Spiral from the Book of Saul. Uh, I hope you enjoy this. This is this is a new segment I kind of thought up. Um, I'm going to drink one beer and give a review by the time that beer is done. It's going to be short and sweet, so... I hope you enjoy. And with that, let the game begin.
Oh man, I'm gonna have to take a big swig on this one. <laughs> okay, oh man. I really, really wanted to like this movie. But instead, I was disappointed overall. Severely disappointed. But that doesn't mean they got everything wrong. Uh, wow, this movie could have been awesome. Uh, so, I want to say this first. I don't just like shitting all over a movie and not talk about some of the positives that it did if it has any positives so first i'm gonna move on to the pros all right the pros of the movie is um first 10 minutes are gold uh the choice to briefly mention the bad blood between behind aka sub-zero of the lin Kuei clan and hanzo hasashi aka scorpion of the shinra ryu clan was awesome uh I feel like that that was a very smart choice and I just wanted more of that. <laughs> I wanted not, not necessarily, not necessarily that particular storyline or piece of lore from the games, but just more lore from the games. I'll talk more about that later, how this opening scene that was amazing is completely irrelevant throughout the movie. So it's just a real wasted opportunity. I really liked how they mentioned at the beginning, they briefly mentioned it, that Earthrealm has lost nine consecutive tournaments to Outworld. Um, in the video games, that is very apparent. Uh, the whole point of Mortal Kombat is a contest, obviously, that the Elder Gods put into place so that realms may battle one another in these tournaments, and whoever wins ten times in a, ten times is allowed to go uncontested and invade that realm and take that realm over if they have the ability to do so. Uh, so I really liked how they did mention that. Even briefly, it it's still great to see that they tried to put some kind of the some piece of the lore in there, even though just like with the thing above, it becomes irrelevant. So Sub Zero is awesome. Uh, he is a very menacing and formidable villain uh he wrecks everyone that he fights uh he's just a wrecking machine that guy shows up and everybody's like oh shit it's sub-zero we need to run and it it literally takes two fighters working flawlessly to beat him somewhat uh that's something else i'll talk about later <laughs> the gore man that's that is something that they 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 completely hit the nail on the head 100 got the gore right in this movie it was fantastic and it gave the gore of the games which the games if you've played the games you know how ridiculous the kills are or the fatalities are in the game uh this is just weird just weird stuff like pulling people's spines out beating them to death with it and stuff like that it's awesome uh that that was really good that paid so much respect to the source material unfortunately the rest of the movie does not do that but again we're getting to that uh, one more drink real quick. Okay. So now, and Kano. Kano was hilarious. I don't think he was as great as everybody else was saying. I don't think he carried the movie. But he was absolutely entertaining in one of the positive parts of the movie. Um, That's about it, guys. <laughs> that, out of all that, that's all the positives. Now... Let's get to the cons. Most of the acting in this movie is horrendous. 
I mean, it, it's and it sucks even for a video game movie. The, the acting is just bad. I don't think that they did horrible with casting overall. There were some that I wish they wouldn't have even gave a chance to because they're just not good or they don't fit the part. But the casting's not completely bad. But the acting on just about everybody is just awful. It's terrible. The story is a freaking mess. And honestly, it's it's not only a, it's just a head scratcher that Warner Brothers just couldn't keep it simple and adapt the first video game storyline. What would have... I do not understand Warner... Okay, quick little side rant here. Warner Brothers does not make any sense to me. I don't understand their choices. I don't understand why they buy these these properties to make films on and they completely ignore or disrespect the source material almost every time. <laughs> Here recently, the only franchise that I can think of that is based on something else, previously and not an original title by Warner Brothers that they're doing justice to, is the Godzilla franchise. The MonsterVerse is the only thing that they, they respect at this point. They don't respect DC because most of the time they get that wrong too. <laughs> Snyderverse, guys, don't even get me started on that. We've seen what what should have happened. This game-changing film that just got released here, and then you had the Abomination that was re that was released in 2017. These guys don't know what they're doing, or either they just don't give a shit. <laughs> I mean, I mean that's just that's. Flat out, it's incredible how much Warner Brothers dis disrespects the source material of some of these franchises. It just doesn't make sense. <laughs> Moving on. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm going to take another drink on this one. All right. Cole. Man. <laughs> Cole, man. Cole is a shitty character. And he adds absolutely nothing to the story. Uh, to my knowledge, he's not in the games. Um, he is this this beat down, washed up MMA fighter, and uh, just trying to make ends meet for his family. And and this is his redemption story. He gets to fight in Mortal Kombat and represent Earthrealm and blah 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 blah. And guess what, guys? Johnny Cage could have done that. They could have just. If you want to do an original story, but still keep the source material, you could have just made the guy a washed up martial artist actor and put Johnny Cage in that spot. That could have gave you Cassie Cage and all that too. It would have been great. They would have been, in, him and Sonya would have been introduced because that's what happened in the game. He was a washed up actor. He thought he was in a movie. Guys, huge 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 missed opportunity it's just but no instead they give us Cole who is the 25th cousin of Scorpion or some bullshit like that it's it's stupid it's stupid it, it wasted an opportunity to put Johnny Cage in that and make him you know the hero of the story or something on those lines or just introduce his character completely instead of leaving him out of the first freaking movie. And it, to me, it just completely watered down the whole 
point of the the first part of the of the movie where they showed the rivalry between Sub Zero and Scorpion. Awful, awful. I hate that character. Hope he doesn't come back. In fact, I don't know if I'll watch the sequel if it's going to be centered around him. That guy sucks. No, no offense to the actor. Character just sucks. His powers are stupid too. Oh, I'll get to that too. <laughs> the powers, man. Let me tell you, the powers are stupid. Um, so we're sold this narrative in the trailers that this would center and focus around the rivalry between Scorpion and Sub Zero, and it's made this very minute subplot that really never gets satisfied, even with a climactic battle at the end when Scorpion and Fake Johnny Cage, aka Cole defeat Sub-Zero at the end and he gets his revenge and all it, it just real hand waving no one you know, it, it just sucked it was awful couldn't stand it um <laughs> I'm trying to be as positive as I can and give better explanations but these guys just dropped the ball a lot <laughs> so important characters were killed off or left out of the first film on this supposedly new movie that's a start of a franchise why would you leave out Johnny Cage we already talked about that why would you kill Kung Lao why would you kill Goro Melania what, what, what are they doing why did you bring Jackson at all and let me tell you something the, the actor that you got to play Jackson I don't even know the guy's name. I just know that he plays Jimmy Olsen and Supergirl on the CW. And he's trashing that show, too. He's not a good actor, guys. He doesn't even look like Jax. You see his little peanut head and his little neck. and Jax looks like Quentin Rampage Jackson. He don't look like that guy. He don't look like the... He don't, like, he don't look like the, the valedictorian of Howard University, guys. He, he's... He, he does not look the part. He doesn't fit the part. I don't buy into him as that character. He sucks. His acting's bad. He he sucks. No offense to him. I just don't like him. I don't like him. I'm trying. I tried to. Don't like him. But why bring him into this movie? Why not save him for the sequel when he would be more relevant? The way they obtain their powers, I still don't understand it. I don't know why they chose to do this instead of you know actually thinking up something more creative I just don't get it I don't get I don't get I don't get it's awful it's stupid um Luke Kane is a complete waste and he's a little bitch <laughs> Luke Kane Luke Kane is a huge crybaby in this movie and he gets his ass whooped by Cabal like another character don't know why Cabal's here why is he here in the first first movie of a new franchise yeah Liu Kang is is the quote hero of the Mortal Kombat franchise and you you gave you made him literally he, he's so weak and pathetic he's annoying don't even like seeing his character on there he's awful uh Raiden's actor looks to part does some cool stuff but he doesn't really do anything in the movie guys he just shows up and says, we're doomed, or good job, and that's it, that is all, that's all he does, he, he's not this, I know that Christopher Lambert didn't look the part, 
But Christopher Lambert had more pizzazz. He had more character. Yeah, character. He had more character. <laughs> All right. And probably one of the most glaring problems out of all of them is there's no freaking tournament <laughs> it's called Mortal Kombat and there's no damn tournament in it what is this movie like what 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 are they, what were what the hell were they thinking there's no tournament we're gonna make it like a tur it's not there's there's no turn what was the point of this damn movie there's not a tournament <laughs> I do not understand but with that, um, that's going to bring my review to a close. Now, what is my final verdict? So, what, what would I have done better? I, it's a simple fix. You just adapt the first game and bring the original cast to the first game in. Ending the game with a final battle against Goro. I mean, that's what the game is. Just... It's easy. Your script's written for you, Warner Brothers. Why you gotta reinvent the wheel? Just, just, just adapt the first game. Keep it simple. Build a franchise with each movie being based on each game. It's that simple. Now, my final verdict. All those mistakes and missed opportunities and Cole <laughs> bring this movie to a, barely a two out of five. It's not good. Um, Put it in perspective for my rating. Uh, two out of five is me being nice. That's me being really nice. Uh, that's right before I'm scraping the barrel to watch this movie. And I've made myself watch this movie three or four times to make sure that I wasn't missing anything and giving this unfair judgment of this movie. Um, it sucks. If they bring, if they do a sequel and Cole's in it, I'm probably not going to watch it, to be honest with you. So, uh, I'm going to give you something to, to forget this movie by. Go watch an actual good Mortal Kombat adaptation. Go watch Scorpion's Revenge. It's an animated film, and you can watch it on HBO Max right now, or you can buy it for like 12 bucks at Walmart on Blu-ray. Uh, great quality animation uh, chronicles the first tournament, as well as the revenge, between, the revenge of Scorpion, where it's the rivalry between him and Sub-Zero doesn't get much better than that it's top notch it's better than all the live action movies so with that first reviews down first brews down all right movie number two let's get started army of the dead all right so i didn't plan on really reviewing this movie and i really didn't plan on watching it so soon but so many people talked about it i had to watch it um uh i found it very entertaining i thought it was very good um zach snyder once again showing that he is a visuals mastermind guy just understands camera work probably one of the most probably the best visual director of this generation he's just great um he doesn't do everything great but 
he definitely gets the visuals right. He understands that. So, Army of the Dead is uh, the story of a convoy headed towards Vegas, and they're carrying a top-secret cargo, and that convoy gets into an accident because um, uh, a just-married couple, one of them's uh, giving the other one a hummer, and they, they run head-on into the convoy and release the top-secret uh, passenger, which just so happens to be a zombie. Now, these zombies are very, very unique. Uh, I think that they're actually a whole different class onto themselves. Um, they're not the ghouls that Romero brought us. They're slow moving and constantly decaying and breaking down. Uh, and eventually getting smarter as the years go by. Uh, they are not the 28 Days Later Rage zombies. They're not the raging undead like Zack Snyder brought us in, uh, in his remake and adaptation of Dawn of the Dead. They are a... They are a, a type of zombie all on their own. They're not even the zombies from like Return of the Living Dead, the, the smart-ass brain eaters is what I call them. Uh, these guys are not only dead, <laughs> they are... They're the undead, and they have, some of them have superhuman strength and powers. And when I say powers, the extent of that is superhuman strength, and they can run really fast, and they're highly durable and hard to kill, um, which zombies most, most of the time are. But most of them don't have superhuman strength. Like, you, you've got, these are comparable to, some of these are comparable to, like, the tyrants in Resident Evil, in some extent. Not... Not that they're picking up tanks and throwing them or nothing like that, but they're they're probably strong as ten men or something like that. Um, and the other thing is, is that they these zombies have a society. They they have a hierarchy. They the low level zombies are like the Romero zombies, are slow moving, just the undead. And then as the society goes up. They are smarter, faster, stronger, and then you get to the king and the queen, and they are the two most powerful, obviously. Now, the whole premise behind the story is uh, it's, this is a heist movie. This isn't a horror film. It's a heist movie with zombies. Um, Batista and his and his team have been tasked with with going into Vegas, which is the the contained area of the of the infection. Uh, the, the zombie made his way to Vegas, infected the whole, most of the population there, and, and the government has contained this population in there. They are supposedly 36 to 72 hours away from nuking that location and eradicating all the zombies. And a rich guy who owned a casino, real sleazy guy, who, if I'm not mistaken, looks like the guy that played Scorpion in a Mortal Kombat movie, oddly enough. I actually like his, like his actor very much. So, And uh, he approaches Batista because Batista escaped from Vegas before and tells him to gather a team and to go in and unlock this vault and bring X amount of millions of dollars to him because that money has already been compensated by insurance and is clean, unmarked money. And he will be giving Batista his cut and he can divvy it up between this team the way he wants. Um, of course, we know 
just like with most zombie movies, that goes south and a lot of people die and most people don't make it. Um, I really enjoyed the makeup effects were great. I enjoyed the menace, the menacing nature of the zombies. Uh, the characters wasn't bad. Uh, they're not all home run hits, which most zombie movies, you have like a handful that are very interesting characters and then the other ones are just throwaway zombie food. Um, the, uh, Batista's acting is okay. Uh, the act, that's, the acting is the weak point of this, of this movie. Uh, also, and there's a couple other things as well, but... This movie has high-octane action. It's got the heist elements. It's got the gore. It's got the the excitement. It, this movie is a thrill ride. This is like riding a roller coaster. It's fantastic. Uh, never a dull moment. Uh, the, the only well, the, there is a a lull period at the beginning. It takes a little bit, a little bit of time to get going. But about 35 to 40 minutes in, it's no holds barred. Balls to the wall keep on rolling it's it's there um and that is one of the that is really the biggest downfall of this movie the runtime is insane it's two hours and 30 minutes if i'm not mistaken that is crazy <laughs> it had this movie has no need to be that long um now you do get some character development even though it's not very good and we really don't care about the characters that much um and the endings are predictable the, the the stuff's predictable we we knew what happens at the end is you could see it a thousand miles away there's it's, it's a no-brainer but entertainment wise this movie's fantastic and i recommend it and that two that two and a half hours that two hours and 30 minutes it it moves very quickly I will say that once you get past that first 40 minutes, everything else is, it's on roller skates, man. It's going fast. Um, the, the action is, the action and the tension is very great too. The head zombie, the, uh, I'm calling him King Zombie. King Zombie is a badass. And when you piss him off and he's on you, he is on you and it is damn near impossible to get him to leave you alone. Um, the, the zombies are very creepy. They're they're very... They're, I, I just keep going back to the zombies. The, oh, there is a freaking zombie tiger in this movie. <laughs> it is so freaking cool. And I love the explanation. Of, it's one of Siegfried and Roy's old tigers. And it's zombified now. And it, it, it eats this one guy's face. And the guy's an asshole too. So it's fantastic. He like It literally crushes the guy's head in his jaws. It's so awesome. Um, the... They do a good job of making you feel hopeless. Um, it's not not as good as like some of the Romero movies or or even Dawn of the Dead. But again, this is pretty solid. It's a pretty solid zombie flick, and like I said, it created a completely a completely new type of zombie. I'm gonna call these Snyder zombies. They um they they're different. They are they're they they. They are they're, they're kingdom zombies. They they have they have structure. It's it's very interesting. And, and even and I'm, I didn't mention this when you walk in when you enter Vegas because they get like a, they get a coyote to take them in to show them around and everything. And when you enter Vegas, you got to give them a tribute. 
so you have to you have to give them a quote a, a sacrifice or a, or a or a um what's it called uh, a token of good faith and they there's this like real rapey uh douche canoe uh border guard uh it's the guy that plays um he plays on son of sons of anarchy he's um god what is the guy's name i can't think of his name right now but he plays on sons of anarchy and he is a he is slimy in this movie and they 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 use him to pay tribute. AKA they shoot him in the leg and they let the they let the zombies take him and and eat him and it's awesome. <laughs> but like you do that, they leave you alone for the most part unless you start pissing them off and you start doing other things. It's it's just it was a really cool concept that they 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 pretty much gave these zombies structure and gave them a society. Uh, I I thought that was so fantastic. Um, Romero kind of touched on that with like Land of the Dead with his zombies where they were starting to remember what they used to be before and started making them learn and be smart but at the same time be cannibalistic still these zombies they don't necessarily have to eat at least it doesn't seem like they do they they're just killing machines they're they're, they're just like a they're 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 kind of in some ways they're kind of like the World War Z where they're just there to spread the infection uh, landed uh, Army of the Dead's great. <laughs> Check it out. Is, is it perfect? Absolutely not. Um, but is it entertaining and fun? Absolutely. Is it worth the two two hours and thirty minutes? Uh, yeah, it goes by fast. Um, and is the ending great? No, the ending's not great. But I liked it enough to where I'd watch it again. I was that entertained by it. So. I will give uh, Army of the Dead. I keep wanting to say Land of the Dead. Uh, I give Army of the Dead a solid four stars out of five. Four stars out of five. And like I like I said before, I I judge I judge movies all movies differently. I, I'm not gonna judge I'm not gonna judge a superhero movie on the the same way that I'm gonna judge like Forrest Gump. That that that's just stupid. I'm not going to do that. So, is it the Romero movies? Is it Return of the Living Dead? Is it Train to Busan? Is it 28 Days Later? No, but it's entertaining enough to watch. So, I recommend it. Go watch it. And with that, Review 2 and Brew 2 is over. to my final review uh spiral from the book of saul uh not gonna lie uh thought the trailer was great when it first aired uh wasn't too excited about it i feel like saul is one of those franchises that should have died a very very long time ago uh i understand that i'm a big fan of 80s horror and i understand that the sequel was one of the things that you know it's kind of like a trademark of 80s horror. 
the unrelenting sequels, especially like, you know, Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, and Halloween, those had several sequels, especially Friday the 13th. I think they have 12 sequels altogether. Um, the, uh, well, 11, the 12th one being a remake. <laughs> Gotta get that right before I get crucified by horror fans. <laughs> so, um, but the Saw franchise to me does not have the same appeal as let's say the Friday the 13th franchise there's something about the the the, the for, you could forgive the multiple sequels and the non-resolution of the Friday the 13th series it's, it's a little more difficult to forgive the um, the sequels in Saw to me and I think the reason why I feel that way is because I think the first I think the first three or four Saw movies have a good good story that's very intriguing because it's it's always a who done it or how he did it or all this stuff. And then once once Jigsaw dies, spoilers if you haven't seen all the Saw movies, but Jigsaw dies and I believe either the third or the fourth movie. I think it's the third movie. Um After he dies, um it, it it's all his it's his henchmen or his proteges that that are, are carrying out his bidding or his, in, in in his name with it with all these intricate intricate traps and stuff like that and and then at that point the series becomes about nothing but how the traps are and how the kills could be and it becomes very cliche and and honestly super convoluted and not very entertaining in my opinion um if you're a horror fan they're they're worth going through but the rewatch value is very low for me it's not the same thing as like the nightmare on m streets or the friday the 13th or the halloweens um those are classics uh yeah some are better than others but it's just not the same with the saw franchise for me and i think that the reason why the first few were successful other than what i mentioned before with with jigsaw still being alive in the first three or four i think that I think that they they didn't have like a theme if that makes sense uh that was the torture porn era i don't know if if you're not a diehard horror fan you probably don't know what i'm talking about but there was like an era from the the 2000s and really in some ways not too long ago kind of ended where it was all about gore 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 it was damn story be damned uh, character development be damned. I, we just want to do the most shocking and disgusting ways to kill someone or torture somebody. That this is movies like Hostel, like uh, the Saw franchise. Even in some ways, uh, in some some aspect, the Hills Have Eyes remakes. Those were kind of like that too. Um, Wolf Creek, you know, stuff like that. Those, to me, the, those fall into that torture porn category, which to me is not very creative other than you know the way that they figure out how to kill and torture these victims which kind of makes you sound very twisted but nevertheless back to what i was saying i i felt like that the first especially the first one the first one was a very gritty crime thriller or horror crime horror like i i kind of put it in the same category as like a seven not as not saying that it's as good as seven, but it was kind of like that, like this true crime uh, story with all these heinous acts, with the with the these torture devices or these these traps, 
and I felt like that's what made the first one super appealing and they it just to me it got lost after those first few movies and that's when we get to spiral now spiral the good thing about spiral is is that you do not have to have watched any of the previous Saw movies to enjoy it it kind of gives you a little brief you know disposition about what happens in the other movies in a sense it's you know, it just talks about jigsaw but you don't have to, have to watch all 900 Saw movies prior which is a plus in my book it goes back to the it goes back to the the gritty true crime theme in this movie and I gotta say other than overacting a few times Chris Rock he nails it he, he does great I, I wasn't convinced that he was gonna that he was gonna do a good job I thought it was gonna be I, I thought it was gonna be kind of a joke honestly and he actually pulls it off and and with most horror movies uh this one does have a a message or a, a commentary in the in the backdrop and this one of course it has to do with um kind of has to do with police brutality but not even going to get into politics on this show that's something I, I will always stay away from as much as i can unless i have to talk about it when it comes to an, a particular subject or a particular movie or whatnot but this doesn't pick a side and it's not a it's not a bash this side or bash that side it actually does it very tasteful and it crafts a narrative it crafts a narrative that is very respectable to both viewpoints if if that's if that's what i'm trying to say here <laughs> it is it, it doesn't hit you over the head with polit with political stuff and that's something that i i really would respect about this because they could have went the opposite direction and cho chose one side or the other and simply just made this a political cluster and i'm glad they didn't do that so the story goes is someone's killing cops and they're killing them the same way as jigsaw so there's a jigsaw copycat uh, with the video and everything and there it's essentially killing dirty cops and chris rock is involved is involved is uh he was a cop whose partner killed a witness years prior and he ratted on his partner and his partner went to prison and and uh, the rest of the police force besides a handful hates him they call him a, a narc or a rat or whatever. They they even go as far as putting dead rats on his desk and stuff. So he chooses not to take a partner, and he always goes undercover and does stuff solo. Uh, his dad is the is a retired police chief, and his partner took his dad's spot, so she is now the chief, and that's their working relationship. But the cop that gets killed is a really close friend to Chris Rock, and it kind of becomes this little personal crusade where he leads off he leads off the investigation and gets entangled and flat out called out by the jigsaw copycat and murder and mayhem ensues and gore and violence does ensue as well but to me it's a little it's a little more tasteful than what it has been in the past it's not just this gratuitous I'm gonna throw up because it's so freaking gory and tortury and all that like the other series and it, to me it's actually a little tasteful um i know that sounds ridiculous but uh the the movie doesn't make the traps the focus 
it, it's the story is is for is the forefront the traps are just how the how the killer carries out its work whereas in the other movies like i said before the traps were in the front the story was way 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 in the back so that's a huge plus um it wasn't perfect and honestly the only hang-ups i have on this is this is the like 10th or 9th or 10th or 11th saw movie and like i said before i felt like the franchise should have died a long time ago but i think this movie is the breath of fresh air that this franchise really needed and i recommend it uh i feel like that the ending was kind of obvious and once you get into watch the movie you'll see exactly what i'm talking about um but it was very entertaining and uh i highly recommend it i'm gonna give spiral from the book of saw a solid three and a half stars go check it out and with that the third and final review of this episode is done and so is the third beer And with that, we're going to bring this episode to an end. I hope y'all enjoyed brews and reviews as much as I did. If you're wondering what beer I was drinking, it was from Three Floyds out of Munster, Indiana. I had a little bit of Laser Snake <laughs> and a little bit of Zombie Dust. Uh, definitely worth checking them out if you're ever in the Indiana, Illinois, Michigan, or Kentucky or Tennessee area. Great brewery. Literally, everything they do is great. Uh, next up is going to be uh, The Conjuring the Devil made me do it And I'm going to talk a little bit about The Conjuring Universe as a whole as well um, Also in the future Episodes probably going to end up being Black Widow, Loki And I still have to talk about Falcon and the Winter Soldier Don't worry guys, I have not forgot about that uh, Thank you all again uh, Episode should be out real soon Hopefully we won't run into any more distributing issues <laughs> And uh, just remember I'm Joe Grizzly, bitch